You're listening to the Mimi B Podcast, a lifestyle podcast that is designed to help you transform your life and become the best version of yourself possible. On this podcast, we talk about health, personal growth, career, and pretty much everything else it takes to become the best you there is. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard. I own the online magazine, Mimi B, and I create courses on how you can upgrade your life to the next level. Every single one of us has the ability to produce extraordinary results in our lives, and this podcast is going to help you get there. Hey guys, I'm giving you a bonus episode this week because I miss you and because Mike Young got me on his podcast. I don't I don't know if you guys remember him. He was on episode 130. He's super motivational and he has his podcast of his own and I went on a few weeks ago and finally that episode is live. So this is that episode. Um, He sent me the audio so this is straight from his podcast. Make sure to go check out the Made Over podcast to see other episodes that are super inspiring. Also, I am in the middle of uploading the video version of this podcast on my YouTube, so check that out as well. Enjoy and let me know what you guys think. When I was a teenager, when I was in high school, I really just struggled with insecurity and and confidence, and I really just didn't feel like I was living up to my potential. I, for some reason, really, really cared what other people thought of me, and you know, I, I just struggled with being that deep down Mimi that I always knew that I was. For years, I now have this huge lifestyle brand turning out into more of the entrepreneurial stage. The Made Over Podcast. You're with the right one, Mike Young. It's about to go down. It's never too late to turn everything around. This is, this is the Made Over Podcast. Mike Young, talk to How do you turn things around to create massive change to get the business and life you deserve when when others have already counted you out and and the odds feel stacked against you? My name is Mike Young, and this is the Made Over Podcast, where we break down inspiring personal journeys of courage and transformation that did what it took to prove all the naysayers wrong and finally win. This is the Made Over Welcome to this episode of the Made Over Podcast. I'm here with Mimi Bouchard, and she has her own podcast. She's got a YouTube channel. She's uh, an entrepreneur that helps women um, in lots of different areas, mindset, health, wellness, um, and then has a very successful practice. She's doing a million things, and I'm just so grateful that you took time to be on the show today, Mimi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on your show. Well, you know, I was on your podcast and we, um, before, before I was on your podcast, we had a great conversation, uh, from, you know, our mutual friend Kayvon Kay, uh, introduced us and, um, we kind of hit it off. You know, we just, we just talked about entrepreneurship and the journey and the struggles and the mindset. And we've talked about so many things together that I'm excited to share kind of how that all began for you. Like where, where did you start? Like, when did you know that running a lifestyle brand or running a personal brand was the right decision for you? And kind of how did that begin? Yeah, so my journey is pretty crazy, pretty all over the place. When I w- I'm 23 right now. So when I was a teenager, when I was in high school, I really just struggled with insecurity and, and confidence. And I really just didn't 
feel like I was living up to my potential. I, for some reason, really, really cared what other people thought of me. And, you know, I, I just struggled with being that deep down Mimi that I always knew that I was, you know, that young girl, bright eyed, like loved to do so many creative things. And, you know, I really felt like I lost touch with that side of me in high school. And, you know, maybe it was hormones, maybe it was the media, you could blame it on so many different things. But I seriously just wasn't in touch with who I was destined to be. And I kind of went through a crazy transformation when I was 18. And I was in university, I, you know, left high school, went right to uni, like everyone else was doing, because I was so obsessed with being normal and fitting in and, you know, doing the right thing. So I was in uni, uh, first semester, I did what, again, I thought I was supposed to do. And I was trying to be in the cool crowd. And, you know, I was partying a lot, partying like crazy. My body felt like crap. I didn't feel good. And there was always this voice deep down inside of me that was like, Mimi, like, this is so not you. Like, you are made for bigger and better things. Like, this is just not you. Like, what are you doing, girl? You don't even like these people. Like, who are you trying to impress? So second semester, I went back home for Christmas. And then I went back to this university. I went to Dalhousie in Canada. Um, literally just studied social sciences, like general arts. Like, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do yet in life. So I went back. And because I felt physically so crappy, because I was drinking so much and partying so much, I decided to do a bit of a cleanse. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to drink for, let's say, a month, and I'm just going to get my stuff together. I'm going to get my mentality in check. Um, I was always kind of, you know, interested in personal development-ish, but I never really, you know, submerged myself in it. So it was funny that at that moment in my life, my mom actually gave me my first personal development book. It was The Success Principles by Jack Canfield, and it was the most life-changing book for me because it was written, or it is written in such clear and concise way there's just 67 principles that if you follow you will be successful in any area of your life so um you know during that time in the second semester in january it was the new year that whole like fresh start feeling i was working at like a juice bar so i was uh you know always drinking healthy juices and i was like constantly just like fueling my body and i wasn't drinking and i was bored because everyone else was going out so i read this book and it literally changed my life and um I had a crazy aha moment and I literally felt like my eyes just opened and I literally felt like there was this veil that had been lifted and I was like okay whoa I'm like really powerful and I'm not like I'm not tapping into any of this what what am I doing so I decided to I, I made a plan I was like okay first of all I got to figure out what I want to do with my life because I know that I'm destined for bigger things. I don't want to spend the next four years of my life in this university, in this tiny town around people that I don't even like. You know, like, honestly, I don't don't want to work for somebody else. Mm. I know that for sure. So what am I doing here, first of all? Second of all, you know, I like, do I even want to go to university? Because there's technology now. Like, there's the internet. I can learn, you know, anything I want online. And I have I have such a great drive to learn and, you know, there's nothing that can stop me. So this whole, all this just kind of came to me and it was always underlying, but it really just, I, I looked at myself kind of straight in the mirror and I was like, all right, this is what's happening. So I, I went to the, the kind of bookshop and I bought this huge journal and it was an empty journal. And I literally sat in my tiny residence room in university during that second semester. 
I even like skipped class to go work at the juice bar to make extra money because I just like hated learning in that environment. I've always been super entrepreneurial. Even, you know, in high school, I, I worked at yeah in a clothing shop and I did the same thing. I was always skipping school to work, you know, <laughs> like I was, I love to like get out there and like work. And, you know, I was so good at, in high school, like I had great marks because I was so good at negotiating and getting my way with teachers. And like, you know, I was really good at that. Right. So I was like, okay, you know, I, I have that social aspect of things. And anyway, long story short, second semester of university, I went through a huge, you know, quarter life crisis epiphany. And I was like, all right, this is happening. Um, I'm not going back to uni, but how am I going to tell my family? Cause you know, all this stuff. So I, I essentially decided to, you know, start my then blog. Um, and at, at the time I, after doing all my journaling, I was like, okay, I'm creative. I love to write. I love to take photos. I love to do all this stuff. Um, and fashion blogging back then was really big. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. And, um, you know, that was my huge drive and I was going to make money from it because of X, Y, and Z. I made a whole like PowerPoint presentation to show my parents. I was like, guys, trust me on this. Like, you know, this is something I want to do. Literally. I was like, guys, trust me. And then they're like, okay. Like my parents were always so supportive. My grandma was like, what are you doing? Like, you got to go to school. So I was like, okay, how about we make a deal? Let me go to London for thir for this 30 day short course in the fall. I'm going to take a year off other than that. And in one year, if I don't ha actually like have a plan and, and make everything work, I'll go back to school. And they're like, okay. Ended up going to London, falling in love with the city, networking like crazy, met so many people, moved there two months later. And, you know, fast forward four years, I now have this huge lifestyle brand, a top rated podcast, um, you know, an, an online audience of hundreds of thousands of people and girls that, that are really committed to changing their lives. My little fashion blog quickly evolved into something more that I was actually passionate about. Um, you know, personal development, wellness, health, success, career, relationships, like really an all-encompassing wellness lifestyle brand. Uh, you know, so I have that. I have a ton of, you know, online courses. I'm now kind of venturing out into more of the entrepreneurial space. I'm creating my first, uh, you know, e-commerce website, a health and wellness brand called Blushy, launching in the new year. I'm creating my own products. I have a morning routine journal company that's in the works. I'm consulting a few companies. You have a lot. Department, <laughs> a partner in this huge online education company. Like I'm doing so much and it's amazing. And yeah. I would not have been able to go through all of this transformation and go through this incredible journey the past five years if it wasn't for, you know, my persistence with my, my mindset and my personal development and my commitment to, you know, trying to be the best version of myself possible. Cause I'm not going to lie. Like I, I still struggle and it's, it's a constantly a journey, right? So yep. that's a little bit of a backstory. <laughs> that, uh, well, it's amazing. I, I find, well, a couple things that I resonate with. If you're listening to the audio, I love that you said what I'm supposed to do and um, what's normal were in air quotes. Um, because so many people get wrapped up into that because we're all, you know, conditioned as we grow up to think this is normal and this is good and this is bad, you know, that kind of thing that's going on in our mindset. Um, I definitely have had those moments where I've had to tell not only my family, um, like my parents and my wife and everything else, like, trust me, I got this. Uh, because people that are outside of your entrepreneurial world, they they think that the job is the nine to five job is the safest route. 
and family a lot of times is just trying to protect you you know so it's fascinating that their way of protecting you is trying to force you into something you don't want to do at all um so i think i commend you you know for being 23 and probably 18 or 19 at that time where you were you were like hey trust me this is the path i want to take and that you took the steps to go get it it's super cool do you yeah and you know, it was a gut feeling, Mike. Yeah. like I, a few, maybe a handful of times in my life, not even, I've had these very intense gut feelings about things. It happened at that time in university. It happened when I moved to London. It happened a lot during that time. I was going through a really transitional time and yeah. I was learning so much about myself and I was literally like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And like so many just epiphanies and when I have something in my head, like it's really hard to get it out of there. Like, especially if I just have that gut feeling. So tapping into my intuition there was, was so powerful and something that, you know, I, I really, I'm, I'm happy that I have that, that ability. Yeah. Do you think looking back during that time, like, um, cause I know your audience and my, our audiences are similar, but different. Your audience, uh, primarily is, is younger females, you know, 30 or less. And you have a lot of 16, 17, 18 year old, um, people in your audience that are following you. When you look back at your teen years, do you feel like you, you touched on it? Do you feel like it's partially hormones? Cause that is a very transformational time where you're worried about what other people are thinking about you. But you also went through what I consider the most difficult stretch, which is 2004, something got invented called Facebook, 2007, something like called the iPhone got invented. And you were in that period of times where social media and the communication model between humans shifted which almost like made the problem of eyeballs on you a hundred times what it was when I was in high school. Do you, do you look back now and feel like it was the combination of the two that had you worried about what other people were thinking of the time? Or do you think it was more social media versus uh, hormones or, or how, what do you feel and what do you think now? Yeah. I think, you know, I, it might have just been an accumulation of everything, Mike. Honestly, I've always been such a sensitive and loving girl. And, you know, I think when I went through that time in like my preteens, early teens, going to new schools, like, you know, experiencing so many new things, like having crushes on boys that didn't like me back, like little things like that, mm. actually, I took really to heart, I think, um, you know, friendship, drama, all that stuff, like, I really think for some reason, because of my sensitivity and my vulnerability, like, you know, which I now see as a powerful thing back then, I was like, whoa, I hate this. Why can't I just be, you know, like, why can't I just be how I want to be, you know? And I didn't realize that the power was just within me. And I think I acted like a victim a lot. And, mm. you know, the sensitivity thing was huge because I was always taking things so personally. And I, and I really genuinely thought that other people's actions had everything to do with me and nothing to do about them. And now I actually realize that other people's actions have everything to do with them and nothing to do with me, yep. everything. So just that realization itself. And I think to be honest with you at all, and this is going to sound corny, but the more growth that, you know, I go through and the more that I learn about myself, I've realized that it all just goes back to self-love. Like mm -hmm. the more that I love myself, the more that my life improves, the more 
that I see success in my businesses, the more that my relationships flourish, the more that people look up to me, the people are like, wow, how do you do that? It's literally just self-love. And I struggled with that so much for some reason. Like, I just don't know what it was. I grew up in a perfect household. My parents were so loving. I have an amazing big sister. Like, just for some reason, I didn't feel enough. And that's what it all goes back to. I just didn't feel enough. I think right? that's, that's huge. Um, not Like, first of all, you recognize that at such an early age, which is huge, because it took me a long time to recognize the same thing. I 100% agree with you that a lot of it does come down to that. Even the way that you manage your calendar saying, I'm going to block out this time for me or for my health routine or for my morning rituals or whatever. Those are little decisions of you saying to yourself that I'm worth this. I'm worth not having clients interrupt me at this time. I'm worth not giving everybody my cell phone or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's huge. It's a huge mindset shift to reckon. And, and the other thing too, I can deeply relate with is being empathetic. And so that means that you start to feel emotions and you take on these emotions, but the recognition that you can provide the path to a client, but it's, they've still got to do the work. You know, they've still got to go through their own self work, their own journey. And a lot of times when you try and help people, uh, I'm sure you've experienced this, you try and help, like, let me just do it for you. They don't experience the growth for themselves. So you're actually robbing them of the experience of going through the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, I think um, when you figured that out and you began to take action, um, in that in that year you had a year to kind of prove it to your folks and whatnot right um what obstacles did you encounter during that year where did you ever hit a, a moment where you're like maybe this isn't going to work and you started to doubt yourself oh my god so many times <laughs> every like, day right <laughs> And it wasn't even, listen, I was on a high that summer. I left university and I had literally just created my website from scratch, from my laptop. I learned how to code myself on the other side because I didn't have money to pay a developer. Like I was full on like hustle mode. And that point in my life, like it just showed me that like deep down power I had of persistence. And I think that's the biggest thing with anybody that wants to do anything in life, whether it's a little fashion blog or, you know, a billion dollar company, like that persistence and just like commitment is everything. So yeah, hundred percent. First of all, that summer I was like, I said on, on a high and I was like, just doing everything I could. I was, you know, using all my resources to just gather as much as I could. Like I literally did like 50 blog posts, like 50 different photo shoots in that summer. Like I was freaking driven. And then you know, that October, I came to London, did my course here, met so many people I knew from the books that I read. Um, mm. And at that point, too, I was getting into like the Tony Robbins stuff and, and all these big guys, right? So I knew that the networking thing was really important. Mm. You know, that quote, your network is your net worth. And I was like, I want to meet people like not from a selfish point. I was just like, I want to meet people that are more like me, like I everyone in Toronto, where I grew up, like, they're not like me. Like, I really don't like a lot of them. Like they don't have big ambition, ambitious minds. Like they're just really concentrated on stuff that I'm not interested in. You know, I, I don't care about that stuff anymore. So I was like, I want to meet new people. So I went to London and I literally, and at that point I had a couple thousand Instagram followers and 
I was just DMing so many people asking them to meet up for coffee. Like, I'll take you up for coffee. I want to pick your brain about, you know, you know, this industry, that industry. And, you know, I, I decided to move to London, like I said, and then in that January. So one year after I made that big decision or that I went through that huge kind of, um, you know, epiphany moment in university, I was in London. And I, I think I went to London less to be in London and more to be out of Toronto, if you know mm. what I mean. I think I needed to go somewhere really different physically to tap into what I wanted to do. Cause I, I think I had some like comfort zone stuff going on in, in Canada and maybe I was just, I just needed something radically different. So I, I went to London, I'll quickly tell you. So I went to London and the, the struggles really happened when I was there because before it was more of a high and then I was in London um, and I was working three jobs. I was like, it's London so expensive. You know, my parents weren't just giving me money. Like I was, I had to prove to them that I could do this. So I was, I worked at, I don't know why I always worked at juice bars, I guess, because I liked how I got free, organic, healthy, expensive food. But like, <laughs> I, I worked at this smart. juice bar literally um, from like, 6am to noon and then I went to because at the time I was into fashion more so then I was interning at a styling agency at the other side of London um in East London and then so I would go from West London to East London um do that internship I was getting paid like seven pounds an hour and then in London that's <laughs> nothing and then I would um travel back to West to come home um, and that I got home at 8 PM and then I'd work up on my blog until midnight and then literally do it all over again. And then try to like, you know, push in certain things there, uh, for networking and meeting people and, and having a life. But it was like that kind of, of life for eight months. And then long story short, I got into the TV world and from my networking met some people got onto a TV show that really helped with my, you know, branding and, you know, uh, yeah social platform you know, so many i mean it's it's a brilliant point because so many people skip that step they they actually are accumulate like that that's what happened to me i was accumulating knowledge all the time but i skipped the one step which is the recognition that all business and all opportunity comes through other people mm -hmm. so i think it's brilliant that you you went the other way and you were like i'm gonna network i'm gonna run into yeah. people and see where it takes me mm -hmm. um and as you go through that stuff, as you start, did you start to see that, okay, this blog is working or this YouTube channel or my Instagram's working or, or whatever and other things weren't working? How did you decide like, I'm gonna keep this in my business and my life because it's clearly working and how did you decide what, what went? Like, you know, I'm gonna dump this and I'm gonna keep this. What, what's your thinking process like as you go through the, the action? Yeah a great question honestly I think the podcast has been the biggest thing for me that I've looked at and I've been like okay I gotta keep doing this mm. you know the Instagram great you know YouTube great all that kind of stuff great but I my podcast is the platform that I'm most proud of and it's because I'm the most me and the most vulnerable on there I feel like I still struggle with being super real on Instagram just because it's imagery. Like, how do I post a photo that like, I, I'm not into like the- Yeah, the, hey, look, you know, I, I look Instagram and feel like shit today. Reality. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, yes, I'll post Instagram stories without makeup and stuff and whatever, and I'm, you know, I try, but like, I, I just, I don't understand how to be super real on Instagram. Like, I struggle with that because it's mm -hmm. like, 
the photos of me that aren't great, don't get a lot of likes and engagement and like doesn't go well with my feed. You know what I mean? Like my podcast yeah. is what, where I'm like, this is me full out, like welcome. So, um, and I, and I love to talk to people and meet people. And I think that's the part about the podcast that I love as well. But the podcast, the, the people that I've had that have, you know, given me reviews, and written me messages like the the my core audience that literally love my content are podcast listeners like the people that have sent me emails saying that my content has literally changed their lives when they were in the, the hospital with depression on suicide watch like that kind of stuff like has literally like I could cry thinking about it like that's from the podcast and that's from the vulnerability and the personal stuff that I share and it's like this community and it's just incredible. So I think that that's like, okay, I definitely need to hold on to that. And I haven't even started earning money from it until like a couple months ago, you know, I was, I'm at like a hundred and something episodes and I didn't really care. This is the kind of thing I didn't care about the money. Like I wasn't looking for sponsors until my now podcast agents have come to me. Like I didn't look for that, but anyway, like the, the Instagram thing was working and it, really helped that I was on that TV show but you know what didn't work uh, I tried so much that didn't work and you know I think the biggest factor in deciding when to stop something is my passion behind it and like how I feel about a certain thing because if I don't want to do something it's like really hard to do for me yeah. so I there are a lot of things I start and I'm excited about and then I'm like oh you know what maybe not like there are so many things you know so there, I, I don't even like. There's so many. There's so many. I, yeah, I mean, the one, the one thing, um, the one thing that's, you know, brilliant that you've done is you're not afraid to take action, because mm-hmm. so many people in the in the early stages or when you're younger, um, they skip that step, and you took lots of action, and and then it is, it comes down to being as simple as you know, like of just monitoring your energy and your passion behind something does this feel right does it not feel right um did you hit a moment or have you hit the moment where everything just felt in alignment and felt almost easy like where i'm just myself 24 7 365 whether it's whether it's the social platforms whether it's in person and is that a shift like did you ever feel out of alignment where you're doing things that you didn't necessarily find energy or passion around. And if you hit the moment where you feel like everything's just kind of clicking right now. That's such a great question. Stealing that for my podcast, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. I can tell you really clearly. Number one on alignment doing this reality show three years ago in London, it was just like, so I was, you know, excited because I wanted to, you know, get into TV presenting because my big goal is to have my own talk show. Okay. Mm. So, um, you know, I was like, oh, that's going to help me get there. And I just, you know, it was very toxic and the way that they can manipulate how you're perceived, like it just, I'm again, super sensitive, like caring, loving, trusting person. And I'm faced with all these crazy, like manipulative, toxic people and producers. And I'm like, okay, if I'm ever going to do another reality show, I'm going to be an exec producer. And anyway, (laughs) so it it was really, um, that's also in the works, but no, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, not kidding. Anyway. So, um, (laughs) 
<laughs> so that was where I was feeling really unaligned. Okay. And then about three, four months ago is when I've never felt more aligned in my life. And that's when I did my first ever live event in London. And it was with 60 girls, tickets sold out. It was a intensive full day event. You know, tickets were hundreds of pounds. It wasn't, it was like really intense. And, you know, I, I had guest speakers fly in. I, I organized this entire thing myself. First of all, so much work. Like I did this all myself and, and I had a little bit of help, but it was really, you know, a lot of work. And um, it was this one day event and I had 60 girls and I spoke, it was like, I was, the, after the event, the girls were like, you're like a female Tony Robbins. And I was like, you could not have complimented me in any other way. <laughs> like, that's amazing. So it was a lot of, you know, just empowering women and going through like goal setting and like a live kind of really intense masterclass essentially. Ooh. And I was leading the entire thing. and I was meeting all of my, my girls in person. And it was just so incredible seeing everyone's faces and honestly every single girl on the way out was like you've changed my life today Mimi <laughs> and I was like bawling my eyes out I was like this is what I am meant like this is what I'm here for like this is literally what I meant to do like all of this just makes sense now and I was on fire all day like you you can tell that I'm really passionate about something when I like forget to eat because like I never forget to eat yeah like, the entire day I was like oh my god I, I was just on cloud nine so it was just the best thing and you know, that's where I felt so aligned. And after that, I was like, all right, like, you know, this is my mission now. Like I'm going to do more live events for sure. Like when I'm back in London and I have more of a routine and schedule because I'm in France right now. Um, yeah. But you know, that, that's where I felt. So no, super, super cool. To, I mean, when you hit that stage, it just feel things feel easy. Um, and everybody hits it at different moments. You hit it 20 years sooner than I did. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I would just say, um, one of the things that I still struggle with, um, is that routine around self care and self maintenance, which is so important. It's like, I developed patterns for so long of grind. I'm going to grind it out. I'm going to grind through this that now today it's like, I'm I, much, much better today. I still have moments where I'm not doing those things. So I want to just touch on that. What do you, what's your day look like and your week look like today? And how do you maintain those rituals, those patterns, those habits that are really self care first, and, and is your mindset of you've got to take care of yourself first before you can help anybody else? Those are my two questions. Good questions. Okay. So to answer your first question, my routine now is, okay, so little backstory. I'm in France for two months. I'm living in a tiny little town in France just to focus. And I'm also getting a new visa for the UK. So made, making the best of it and found a cute little town that's super close on the train line. So my boyfriend will come on the weekends and stuff, but I'm like in isolation right now on a serious like focus mode because I'm um, involved in, I'm a partner in this big online education company and I'm pretty much managing their marketing. So I'm, well, I'm building a company at the moment and I have my other stuff on the side. So, um, you know, I'm in really just, a focus mode. So my days today, because I, I'm just by myself independent here, um, I wake up early, you know, waking up early is a really important thing 
for me and my mental health and, and feeling like I have a competitive edge towards the world. Um, you know, I used to do 5am every morning. And then now after the summer and, you know, traveling a lot, I'm not there back there yet. Cause I like to integrate back there slowly. Um, I'm now like a 630, <laughs> but okay. I'm getting back there 6, 630. Um, so hopefully I'll be at five in, in a few weeks. But anyway, so I wake up early and I, my non-negotiable is a morning routine. So I wake up, I get in the shower or I like wash my face. It depends if I'm working out that morning. Um, so I'll shower after if I am. And yeah, I'll literally chug a ton of water, get onto my couch and I have my journals and my notebooks and I go through a lot. I have like pages of affirmations, pages of my goals that are like in front of me, like my focus points. I have a huge like, um, like sketch pad that's like this big that I have like so like so many things and like you know um like org charts of things that I need to get done um you know I try to stay as focused and organi organized as I can but in my morning routine I'll write down what's on my mind like you know if I'm feeling like I need something specific I'll go through a whole set of like you know affirmations on that and I'll go read them in the mirror if I'm feeling really like you know down that day like I have so many things that I do that are weird but like really work for me and like my goal in my morning routine is to like get my mentality in check right my goal because I don't wake up happy a lot like mm. for some reason I wake up and I'm like not okay not happy but I don't wake up super motivated a lot and I need to do my morning routine to get into that state and that's the state that I need to be in so um yeah I, I down but I need to get I have to get my coffee I'm like obsessed with my one coffee a day so I have my coffee and I sit down and I like go through everything and then I put in a meditation recently I've been really in, in love with the Joe Dispenza meditations I don't know if you know him um his stuff's amazing so I listen to his morning meditation it's like 23 minutes long and it's transformative I feel like I'm radiating afterwards so that like my journaling and I do a ton of things in my morning routine. I have a whole course on it, but like I have a whole structure of, of what I do. Um, I do my morning routine writing and then I meditate and it's just so powerful for me. And then after that, I'll try to get some movement in before sitting down and getting to work because I feel like way just better about myself when I like feel a bit more flexible. So I'll either go on a run or go on a walk or put my yoga mat down in my living room and do like a flow of sorts. Um, you know, it depends what kind of mood I'm in. Really, I'm super easy on myself with that. And yeah, so then I will get into work and I'll try to have like a 90 minute focus mode kind of work session at the beginning of the day. I work best at the beginning of the day. So my, my brain is most creative and, and just works the best at that time. So I really, really try to um, you know, just sit down and get the most important things done at the beginning of the day. And I really try to stay off of social media as much because like, that's one thing, Mike, that seriously messes with my headspace, mm. social media consumption, like really, or even just technology consumption, like my phone, like, like it literally is just mind numbing and I hate things that numb me out. Right. So my big Thing, like that has helped me is just doing things that make me feel more alive and less numb right do you find that you can't help other people until you help yourself first really yeah so so it really just depends the circumstance but, but you know i i will always try to put my healthy habits first and and i think that's important like you should have boundaries and i'm not saying that in, in a rude way like if a really close friend or family member needed me 
hundred percent. I'll put all my morning routines and journaling aside and go help them. But you know, all in all, like I, I used to really let myself get taken advantage of in the sense that, um, you know, in social settings, I'd have friends that would like pressure me to drink a bit more than I wanted to, or like, you know, I would allow them to pressure me to stay out too late. And like, I don't even like doing that. Like once in a while, sure. But you know, it's not part of who I am. Like I go to bed early and I get shit done. Like I, I'm not a partier. I rarely drink. Like I still like to have fun, but you know, those people that really try to like pressure me into like, or say that I'm lame because I don't go to clubs. I'm like, okay, yeah. like you got to deal with your own shit. Well, I think, I think one of the things that's super impressive about you is you've clearly kicked out of vic victim mentality because you're saying things like, I allowed this to happen, you know, when other people pressure me on drinking and stuff, that's you not being convicted on your own value structure or something else yeah. going on there. So you take responsibility for yourself. And I, I know exactly what you mean on the social media yeah. thing and everything else is like, uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but two books I definitely recommend are written by Cal Newport. Uh, one's called Deep Work. Uh, the other one is called digital minimalism. Um, but it's like when you can shift and get your, it, I see different things in different people. When you can shift your, your patterns to a routine that works for you, it doesn't have to be a morning routine. Some people are evening people, but get a routine that works for you that you can stick with and, and have those focus periods because a lot of people, and I think you can see this from, people that you've coached and you've worked with as well. Um, we only work a few hours a day anyway. So if you could pick out two 90 minute blocks and actually be focused, you're probably getting more done than people that are sitting in an office 12 hours, but they're actually only working one, you know? So that mm -hmm. focus comes from getting your mind and your body right first. Yeah. Totally, yeah. totally agree. So what are you working on? What are you working on today? Where do you see uh, the Mimi brand going? Um, and and uh, what, what are you passionate about today? Great question. Um, right now, I'm super focused on a few things. So my podcast, I'm releasing two episodes a week and I want to I'm planning a trip to LA to do a lot of interviews in person. And I really want to expand there. I want to hire, you know, more of a team around that. Cause I'm pretty much doing everything myself. Um, you know, I have my blushy, which is my online, uh, you know, e-commerce site, right? So that's going to be launching in January and I'm creating all of my own products. I'm so thankful. I have my business partner, Henry helping me out. I found him. He is amazing. He's taking so much off my plate I would not be able to do all of this by myself it's crazy getting my own warehouse talking to suppliers there's so much involved in that and you know there's so much in there and then also my morning routine journals are going to probably be launching in about six months which is really exciting and then a big focus of mine right now is that online education company I was mentioning mm -hmm. it's basically the first ever certified uh, education program, educational program for influencers. So I have, you know, my, my connections in Canada and I'm working with a Canadian company on this amazing program and we're launching literally in a month. So I'm a partner in that company and it's, you know, I'm learning so much because I'm, you know, watching these two 
huge business guys build a company and I'm literally there with them, helping them. And I've really lucked out with this opportunity. So I'm, I'm very happy to be involved in that. And that's a huge focus of mine right now because, you know, it's, it's not just on my terms. It's like, I'm, I'm really, you know, I, I need to, I need to perform, right? Like I, I'm doing so much. So that's a huge focus. And then, you know, like I kind of mentioned earlier too, there's a TV show that I've been working on developing with a producer co worker kind of thing of mine. And uh, yeah, a lot going on so much but, you know, <laughs> we're day by day. And you always talk about time management. And I think I just, I need to learn from you in that department because I'm like constantly you know, I try my best. Well, I think, I think it comes better. over time, you know, you develop yeah. systems and team over time and, um, and clarity, you know, you, you, uh, have a lot going on for a very young person. And, uh, that makes me sound old and dated just saying that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, um, my audience typically are entrepreneurs or people running a personal brand trying to figure this game out They're They might even feel stuck or feel lost. What, what's one tip that you think could completely shortcut the game for somebody that currently feels like it's not working or feels stuck? Wow. That is such a good question. <laughs> Honestly, do something radically different. If you're in a rut, what has helped me in the past is just getting out of my environment. Like if you can take a week at least, or, or just take a little bit of time off and go somewhere else and just like put technology away, like really put all distractions away and like figure out exactly what you need to do and what the plan is and literally write a plan. Like right. I love to plan because it keeps me, it makes me focus. And I actually, you know, I feel like so many of us get paralyzed of like not acting and not knowing what to do because we just don't have a plan and we're just confused and unsettled and uncertain because we don't have a plan. So literally writing out, like I have like a huge, like I said, like a huge, like sketch thingy, um, folder that it's like massive. And I literally just write plans all the time. Like when I'm feeling confused, I'm like, okay, like let's put this into yeah. actionable steps. So much, so much of the game is clarity, like in, and part of that is just planning and saying, this is what I'm going to do. And then, then you can go take action on it for a little while and come back and replan and recourse correct. Uh, but yeah. I think one thing that I didn't, I didn't say this earlier, but one thing that was brilliant about your move to Toronto to the UK was you, you broke down your conditional patterning that was going on by changing the environment. Your environment and who you surround yourself with are so huge. Um, I'm in uh, a very high level mastermind where every 90 days we go to a different country. And I always find that going to Asia or going over to Thailand or, or wherever it is, the time zone flip helps as well because you, everybody that you used to hang out with is now asleep. And so there's something about that too, where you're like, I don't have to deal with those people right now, I can focus on myself. I can, I can clearly articulate my plan. Um, and so many people skip that step and they just end up falling into that pattern of always feeling confused because they're, yeah. they're just not getting clear on what they're going to take action on. So I think brilliant advice. Yeah. And also you're an average of the five people that you surround yourself with most. Like that's a huge principle that I've, 
taken with me throughout my life and it's changed my life literally the people and yeah. I think this actually might be the biggest one the people that you surround yourself with are are perfect predictors of where you're going to end up so I would rather be alone than around uninspiring and negative people that don't support me like you don't only need to hang around people that are going to be, you know, millionaires, billionaires. Like it's not, you know, you want to be around people that are uplifting, supportive, that push you, that make you feel like you want to be a better person all the time. And I think that's a huge thing that helped me when I moved to London. I, I kind of refreshed and started picking and choosing who I wanted in my circle. And I've recently done that all over again. And, you know, having a small circle is really good. You know, the, it's kind you of know, lonely at the top sometimes. So, you know, you got to just be okay with not having that image of being like the person with 30 friends. Like yeah. the, the smaller, more quality, you know, group that you have, I think the better. And you can't give yourself to, to so many people, right? Yeah. And it's, it's, um, I mean, very, like very, very wise words, like honestly, because, you know, and that's that becomes the the difficulty of the game that that we're all playing which is you're trying to capture attention for people to buy your lifestyle brand your products your services at the same moment you recognize if i keep my inner circle very small and very tight i'm better off for that so how do you balance those two right um where where would people find you online if they want to follow your journey? Where do you recommend that they start and where can they follow you like website or social media, wherever you want uh, people mm -hmm. to find out about Mimi? Yeah. So my podcast is the Mimi B podcast, M-I-M-I-B-E-E. And it's on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere that you listen to a podcast. And then I'm, you know, I spend a lot of time on Instagram stories. So my Instagram is at Mimi Bouchard. And yeah, I do a little bit on YouTube, nothing crazy. Um, but those two are kind of my main, my main platforms. Your brain, and my website. Your main bread and butter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My website's <laughs> MimiB.com, but anyway. Cool. <laughs> no, uh, we'll put all those in the show notes. I'm just uh, super grateful that you took time to share your story because mm -hmm. I, I do think it is fascinating. Um, going through high school and having those insecurities and, and feeling uncomfortable and making the shift to go after the life and the business that you want, um, making that shift at such an early age is super inspiring for people that may use that as an excuse. Well, I'm just out of high school and, or, or whatever, you know, I, I'm going to have my kids listen to this episode because age is just a thing, you know, it doesn't matter. You're never too late to start you're also never too early to begin going after something that you want. And so yes. I want to I thank you for being on today and sharing your story. Thank you. Honestly, thank you so much. And thank you for coming on my podcast before as well. Like, I, I really think we vibe. We have very similar, you know, principles and core values. And, you know, it's true what you were just saying, like young people need to realize that, you know, for so long, I used to think following the crowd was like, a good thing but it's not like it's really really not and if you want to have an extraordinary life like as a young person you need to think what kind of life do I want you know actually look long term and it's hard at first but you know look long term and, and think like what do I want like if I want an extraordinary life like what do I have to do oh I need to do extraordinary things if I want to have an average life then I just have to do average things and follow the crowd but understand that 99 
percent of people don't actually pursue incredibly, you know, inspiring things that fuel them and make them feel alive. Like you don't need to be the next Bill Gates. You just need to do something that really like makes you feel alive. Right. Like I have, I literally have a tattoo on my wrist that says alive in my handwriting. Love it. (laughs) because I'm like oh god like and it's not just like alive like breathing like you got to do things that enthrill you like that's what life is about yeah I'm being numbed out by and I and I think if you're not if you're not doing stuff that makes you feel good you have to question why you have to say what why is there something going on where I'm not in love with myself enough that I'm robbing myself of doing things that just feel good to me Um, and that was definitely my issue for a long, long time was I was purposely punishing myself, um, subconsciously, you know, you're not even thinking about that, but if you're not doing things that give you energy and taking action on things that you enjoy, I I believe you need to question yourself and say, why, why is that? And go, go deeper, you know, go deeper into your thoughts. Totally. Yeah, Mimi, uh, super great podcast. I'm, I'm just grateful for you again. Um, we'll include all your links in the show notes and just thanks so much for sharing and, and being on today. 